A light-hearted commentary on Romeo and Juliet. The Montagues are the good guys. Of that there is no doubt. They'd rather slay you with their wit than in a murderous bout. The boy gods, two arrows inscribed with R and J, two pastor-munching maids, have made the mortal boy his prey. By love-wounded fancies, young Romeo is assailed, and Tybalt was, we must assume, by a lucky strike impaled. Monkey-like among the orchard trees is Romeo's preferred game, by beauty made effeminate, by heartthrob quickly tame. Among the filthy Capulets, yet one fair jewel shows, from whose Pandoric mischief the legion evil grows. I me, she sighs aloud to the night sky's sparks of gold, the wonder-wounded hearers who cross her as foretold, with Romeo, who in earshot, on unmanned blood intent, seeks a rash or hasty marriage with the beauty truly blent. In virgin crimson modesty she likens him to a rose, though poppy or mandragora will sicken her repose, administered by a bungling friar who, in monastic state, brews dire unwitting consequence within his holy pate. And now to foul-mouthed Mercutio, served his comeuppance by Tybalt's spite, who so abused the honey nurse, it really serves him right. Although he knew a thing or two of poetry, fairies, dreams, Verona can breathe easier now without his bawdy scenes. The prince sits musing in his marble study at fair Verona's helm. Secretly I thank thee, Romeo, for cleansing thus my realm. Two of the foulest gits in all the heaven are done to death. Oh, sweet relief to see the back of them. Now can I pause for breath? Yet for appearance sake, tis better I refrain from public glee. Though Mercutio was less kind than kin, I'll feign some misery. I'm bereft of but a troubling kinsman, the jester at some family gathering. If he should need an epitaph, good riddance would I sing. A smutty and infantile piece of work was he, scorning every good, chief amongst undesirables, a villain and a hood. I must appease the Capulets too. Though Tybalt was more loathsome yet, I'm up for re-election soon, need all the finance I can get. Doubtless a dispute over women brought on this vile fray. I understand not these jealousies, perhaps it's because I'm gay. A dainty work is done today, but Romeo must stay away so I can keep the press at bay, at least till polling day. Meanwhile, the souls of warring youths, once but a little above Romeo's head, still find no peace between themselves, although their lives are spared. Now knocking at heaven's gate, to find it yet more narrow than a church door, and they regarded less than even the provident sparrow. Not even the width of a needle's eye answers their screaming fit, the oh-so-worthy victims of the oh-so-palpable hit. Moans Mercutio in anguish quite unheard. These gates of pearl show no opening, no. Ye saints, please let me in. I only asked for a blow. A thought alike young Paris groans within his palace tower, imagining atop sweet Juliet, the fair chaste vestal flower. 
Inverted is his fantasy of Juliet end to end, performance of the magic number when to his will she bend. Reliving in his mind the mask, by wine to have made her merry, then take her to the murkiest den, and now to pop her cherry. Then up I'll rise, and on my clothes, and up the chamber door, let out the maid that I just made, right here upon the floor. But now I fall again, my spirit spent in a wrist of shame. Why can't I have my way with her, and leave her full of blame? Enough of her mixed messages and long equivocations. Why doth this maid, unlike the others, delay my invocations? My only recourse now is to that loathsome goat, her ranting father, Panda, to fetch me oats. If not, perhaps I'll send again for her mother, that faded flower, that capulet waste of shame, of hot adulterate power. Yet Paris is soon dispatched too, whose boiling luster yearned. Your Percy, peppered Paris, is now fit food for worms. For Romeo did him swift compound with dust of closest kin. Then off he went and duly died, whence Juliet followed him. So carnal, bloody, and unnatural acts mark the outcome of this play. But each time hearing it, yet we hope, twill end a different way. A personal note. May I this boyish role assay, ere half my light is spent, before the tint of grey appears, and critics scorn my bright intent. Doubtless yet I'll cut a dash, adept in rapier fights, hoping to catch fair Juliet's eye, and get into her tights. Awakening by my beloved, amid the lark's dawn din, my dreamy, beckoning, come-to-bed eyes shall make her heart still sing. And crouching underneath night's whisper and her cloak, straining to hear my echo's voice, and aching for a poke. <laughs>